What's up, folks? It's Reggie with People Like Games, and we're back from our little break to jump into some modern gaming history. We're going to kick it off with Bioshock. As always, we'll start off looking at the mind behind the game, and this time it starts with Ken Levine. Levine started his career with Looking Glass Studios, the studio behind the original System Shock. After breaking off to form Irrational Games, Levine's first big project was System Shock 2. I'm sure you all know by now, but System Shock 2 didn't really go over so well for the studio. While critics adored the game, it didn't sell nearly enough to justify a third title, which ended up being rejected by EA. After a few more releases, including Freedom Force and Tribe's Vengeance, Ken was feeling the System Shock nostalgia. And in 2002, he began conceptualizing what we now know as Bioshock. The first big step to Bioshock was the core mechanic centered around three distinct forces and their shared struggle. These include one, the drone, which would carry around a valuable resource. Two, the protector, which obviously protected the drone. And finally, the harvester, which would attempt to take the drone's resources. I'm sure fans of the series can already see where these line up in game, but in early development, they had only really begun to nail the concept of the Big Daddy, aka the Protector. As you can imagine, the struggle of the three forces alone wasn't really enough to drive a narrative. From this point, the story of Bioshock would take on multiple forms before settling on the world of Rapture that we know today. For their first demo, the game was set in space, fighting genetically modified creatures. The player was a cult deprogrammer, pretty self-explanatory. And while the team wasn't super happy with this design, you can already see the formation of Bioshock's world taking place throughout development. The space setting was the first step of evolving System Shock into Bioshock, with the next being an abandoned Nazi lab discovered by scientists where the three forces had developed their own ecosystem. At this point, many elements of Bioshock had already been developed such as the concept of plasmids and Eve, environmental storytelling through recordings left behind, and guidance by a mysterious NPC. By 2004, 2K Games had offered to publish the developing game that still hadn't nailed down a narrative solely based on the Three Forces concept. They also left Irrational complete creative freedom. Unfortunately though, complete control over your product without supervision doesn't always work out right away. As the scope of the game increased, Irrational's team grew from 6 to 60, and lack of communication showed in the janky narrative that was forming. Teams felt disconnected and didn't believe that they could achieve each other's vision. That is, until designer Jean-Paul Le Breton and artist Hoagie de la Plante took on the challenge of creating a level together. It would go on to become a part of the game known as the Tea Garden, which actually made it into the final game of Bioshock. It was also Levine's shining example of what could be accomplished when the team had a clear vision and communication throughout. From here, Levine also decided to scrap the cyberpunk aesthetic, seeing as, well, it already got denied by EA. Resident Evil then became a big influence, and the survival horror aspects of the series slowly crept into the design. The dystopian rapture as we know it came from the rejection of cyberpunk and Levine's fascination with Rockefeller Plaza and the story of John D. Rockefeller himself. This influence would inspire not only the Art Deco design of Rapture, but Rockefeller was the basis for antagonist Andrew Ryan, the founder of Rapture. 
Finally, in August of 2007, Bioshock was released for Windows and Xbox 360. A bit over a year later, it would make it to the PS3. 2014, it was finally brought to iOS, probably the worst port. And most recently, in May of 2020, we got a release on the king of ports, the Nintendo Switch. As I'm sure you all know, Bioshock blew the hell up. Game of the Year awards poured in from Game Informer, IGN, Spike TV, and X-Play. Critics loved not only the technically strong gameplay, but the thought-provoking story, the morality system, the environment, the list just goes on. There, yeah, there may have been a few hiccups in the beginning, but a few quick patches kept the game from ever reaching Cyberpunk 2077 levels of crap. And to this day, Bioshock holds one of the top scores on Metacritic for games, with the PC and 360 version sitting at a pretty 96 out of 100. The story of Bioshock continued with two sequels, but they've got an entire history of their own to get to. Let us know in the comments if you want to hear about the rest of the series, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Story Mode. Peace.